recording started. All right, mate. Here we are. This is our podcast. <laughs> they don't want to be locked into a, a house or an apartment or some space. Got to follow the social distancing rule. More social distancing keeps more people healthy. It's like, oh, you guys good at talking shit. Why don't you just do a podcast? As soon as you try to do a podcast, we sound like a bunch of muppets. The first time in the boardroom, the first social distance board meeting, and one of the founders is not even here. He can't even turn up on time. Where's George? Oh, what is mate, this? He doesn't give a rat's ass about this brand. We've we got a question of commitment. He's, he literally doesn't give a rat's ass about this brand. He'd be here otherwise. The first so, board meeting. So is so this boardroom, right, um, you started really well. You had a couple of guests, you know, high, high-ish profile, um, and then you've obviously gone thin on talent already. Uh, it, you've thought, oh, well, well, let's just use internal guests who, who we know that will turn up on time. And, and the first one, and he's not even here. Right. Like if I, if I was the GM of his cycling team, um, geez, there'd be some stern words uh, you, about not turning up on time. Oh, mate, you've got you to hope that he, he takes the cycling a bit more serious than this. Like, first meeting, you know, and like you say, we've we've already scraped the bottom of the barrel with low class C grade celebs for our guests. And so, what's the point? What's the what's the point of the boardroom? Well, I what, thought what, 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 I thought we just get the the founders together. We got to run through. Um, you know, I just want to I want to do a bit of a weekly review, see how things are at your end, what 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 you've got going on. Um, so, is this, right. is this your take on the news, Bills? You're trying to capitalise on popular shows like last week tonight with John Oliver, The Daily Report, all these sort of ones where they sort of do a bit of a comical spin on the news. Is that what you is that angle sort of going for, mate? Yeah, <laughs> sounds like an that sounds like a angle. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is what is the news? What 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 do you got for us? What's about, what's been happening in Spain? Are you you're out and about? There's plenty of fake news out there. People are watching these bloody broadcast shows and getting fake news. So we thought we'd just bring it back to us three experts. Well, two experts at the moment. The other idiot's not here. And then we'll just we'll just give the guys a rundown, weekly rundown of the of the world current affairs and get some real information out there. Well, one guy that never disappoints is obviously Donald Trump. Um, I don't know if you saw the other day there was a press conference and uh, he was put on the back foot. In fact, I've I've done a bit of prep work for you, Bills. Oh, let's have a look at let's have a look at part one of when he got quizzed uh, by a journal about the the coronavirus. He said many times that the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why is this a global competition to you if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day? Well, they're losing their lives everywhere in the world. And maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me. Ask China that question, okay? When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Yes, behind you. Um, I've, I've, been, I've been pronouncing China wrong my whole life. He's, he just... He, so stubborn when it comes to this coronavirus that he doesn't want to be asked the hard questions. And when he does, he obviously says fake news or whatever. In this case, I think what people didn't like is that is how he used the word China. Like he obviously, he said it a lot of times, but he's obviously gone at this reporter and then she's followed it up with um, some pretty salty replies. What, sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? I'm telling you, I'm not saying it specifically to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody that would ask a nasty question that's like that. That's not a nasty question. Please go ahead. Why does it matter? Okay, uh, anybody else? I have two questions, Mr. Next. President. Next, please. But you did. You called on me. I did, and you didn't respond, and now I'm calling on Sorry, I just the young lady in the back, please. I just wanted to let my colleague okay. finish, but can I ask you Ladies and gentlemen, please? thank you very much. Appreciate but it. You thank you very much. Mate, he, he, he's got no spine, eh? Like, what did the other girl, what did the other lady do? She just, she was just waiting her turn. <laughs> but I like how he said his reason was, I gave you a chance to come up and you didn't come up. Like, like there's a time limit. Like yeah. he says, like, you know, you, you've got literally five seconds to take the mic or it's all chance lost. She's there now. 
she wants to ask a question, but because she was showing support to the, the other reporter that got shut down because he was trying to insinuate that she was from China. Um, China. Oh, Jesus, absolute Barry balls up. But he, then he, he was he, looking for he, her to save. He was looking for her to be the savior in that situation. He didn't know how to answer that question. He was on the back foot. No. Like, he was like he was like one of those big reds in the outback, like up on the tail. And then she, he thought, oh, that chick there, she'll save me. And then she's backed up her colleague, and he's taken it out of there. But like he had another brain fart the other day when um, he was talking about um, the the person who tested positive and he's saying, you know, this, this shows a problem with testing because, you know, it wasn't long ago she, she had a test and she was negative and then something's happened and she's tested positive. So, you know, what, what's going on with these testing? His what, brain, what, can't, what, his brain what, can't wrap around that once you're negative, I think he thinks that that's it, you're sweet. doesn't matter what you do after that. There's no chance of getting it again. And when you do get it and you test positive, his brain just can't comprehend that that would happen. Yeah. And I saw like someone was talking um, about that whole incident saying that it's equivalent of, of um, not being pregnant and then having lots of sex and then a week later going, oh, geez, you know, I'm pregnant. Like, what happened? What happened, what happened? Between, what happened what, what in between happened? You, were not, you weren't pregnant and yeah. something's happened. Yeah. Can't, now, you are, now you are. Can't work it out. Mate, so, he, was, he was going on about the testing the other day as well, saying like how it's not necessary because it just makes them look bad. But then he's like, the more testing we do, the worse we look because of the more positive cases we have. But then if we weren't doing the testing, you'd be asking us why we're not doing the tw- testing. So we can't win in the White House. We can't win. Are you are you getting to the point where you're just over the saturation of news on COVID? Because you can't every, – every time you turn on the radio, the TV, you know, it's just everywhere. Like I'm at the point now where – like, just give us something. I, I want to see a news report on um, a study done on, on seagulls' addiction to chips or something. You know, like, just give me something other than COVID. Like, it's everywhere. I'm, you know, I think I'm maxed out. Well, mate, the, the whole, we started this podcast, the Social Distance Podcast. It's pretty obvious the name. You know, we're avoiding, we're following the guidelines of social distancing because to stunt the spread of the virus. Mate, I'm social distancing now, so I don't have to talk to people about it. Like, it's just, it's everywhere. And, like, yeah, you've got to be aware of it. It's our duty to be aware of it. But, mate, like, you bump into someone in the street and you haven't seen them. They're not in your bubble and you might see them in the supermarket or whatever. I just, I pull, I run two masks now. I've got one over my face and one over my eyes. People can't see me. So I can just social distance straight past them. What was the first ride like when you finally got let out of Shawshank? It was... It was pretty liberating. I'll tell you what, though, it wasn't a long ride. I was suffering. I was suffering. Hang on. Hang on. I think George is here. Oh, there he is. Where, mate, where have you been? We've been going for 10 minutes already. The, fir- oh, the first meeting, the first board meeting with the three founders of this and brand. It looks like you're using you got- dial-up internet. Yeah. Why are you pixelated? You look... I could What's barely happening? make out the, the bone fragile, definition on your arm. <laughs> Mate, you've got to work. You've got I some genuine serious... experience. I'm actually you, look like, you look like Skeletor has gone to the beach. I have a genuine experience. Can you move rooms first so Mate. we can actually see you? We're just looking at blocks. Is it actually we're, that shit? Yeah, we're looking Maybe at blocks. It's, it's pirating it's my... Um, oh, hold on. I'm pirating my neighbours. We're looking at blocks in a singlet. No, it's, it's like it's a, it's, it's a fro, frozen skeletal head. It's like you put it's like you put a signet on a Lego golf. Mate, where's is is he gone? Te- technical difficulties, <laughs> Mister Simpson. Your silence will only incriminate you further. <laughs> Look at him! Look at that's, him! That's a good promo shot there. <laughs> It's like, you know that Hang movie? On, this, this is another one. <laughs> is it worse? We got, we got you twice now. We got a we've screenshot. Got, we've got we've a got, screenshot of you we've got can a frozen. We, can we stick with the screenshot so I can do some admin while we're doing this? We've got, yeah. a, screen, we've got a screenshot of Skeletor. And then we got this, the 3D uh, version of him. All right. Uh, all right. You know yeah, I have a genuine excuse. I'm sorry. I apologize, but I have a genuine excuse. All right. Yep. Let, let us hear it. Okay, honestly, about an hour, probably about an hour and a half ago, 
I went down like a like a genuine just chore doing some admin and I took the rubbish out and I just took it down to the bins and I like bumped in or I saw one of my old teammates from 2014 and like good guy, great guy. <laughs> but I saw him before he saw me and I realized like it hit me. I was like, oh my God, I haven't had a COVID chat with this guy yet. I haven't done the like the mandatory how's your bubble, how'd you get through lockdown, like the real painful. So I decided I would go to cross the other bins. So I walked like the whole way around the block to go across the other bins. And I but I don't know, I guess it's lunchtime, everyone's going to get their bread. And I ran into an Aussie guy and I was like, holy shit, this is another guy I haven't had the COVID chat yet with. So I ended up going like, right, I'll go back around the other one. I'm sure it'll be fine. Came back around like through a one-way system, like a real roundabout way. And by this stage, I was thinking like, should I have brought the gun and I could have logged these case. And then you should have brought the computer so you could have logged onto the board meeting in time. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you need so to anyway, start logging your carbs. So I didn't come here to get grilled, eh? I've had enough of this one. So so come in, take that single off and put the bulletproof vest on, mate. We're coming in hot. <laughs> I'm just trying to break the summer. What if I just come in like this? What if I just give you this one, top of my head? Give you the old mum and dad look. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> Drop, drop the drop the rubbish off. That's another story, actually. Um, drop the rubbish off. Right, sweet as. Look at the time. Still got like an hour 20 before the start. Walk into the elevator. Hit the button. Door opens. Heart sinks. It's my neighbor who I also haven't had a COVID chat yet with. And that's where I've been for the last hour 20. What, what's, so, what's the problem with these COVID chats? Why don't you want to have them? Why don't you just be a normal, nice guy and just have a chat? I've had three what months. What else you got to do? I've had three months. Board meetings with you losers. <laughs> oh, so that's why you're late. That's why I'm late. Well, yeah. we, were, okay. we were actually just talking about the COVID. We, you missed the Donald Trump section. We gave him a grilling. Maybe not quite as the same grilling as we gave you. But we were just talking about this COVID chat. And, like, you know, the, the whole premise of this podcast at the start of it, the social distance, was because we're following the guidelines of social distancing, like Boris Johnson says in our intro, social distance. And we are, and now we're social distancing to avoid these conversations. Yeah, well, just on Boris Johnson because he's in your intro. At one point there, I thought you're going to have to redo the intro because it it would have been a bit awkward if it went pear shaped for Boris, and you had him <laughs> talking about historic. Corona. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been a historic, like you know, like a bit of history. Are they? How many? How many intros have got JFK talking in, in them? Um, so I think it would have actually made us more prestigious, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see your point. So, so you're at the you're at the point now where the COVID chat is done. Like people are people are definitely sick of talking about it. Um, it's time to move on. But but the problem is 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 what's the next icebreaker if you're not if you're not going to talk about COVID? I mean, how do you break the ice? Because everyone now is breaking the ice the same way. How are you holding up, mate? How's it going? Yeah. How's, How's your bubble? Down? How's How bubble? Well, there's no other icebreaker. No. I mean, with cycling, with, with cycling, there's no sport on. I mean, the cycling aspect is, hey, mate, how shit are you at the moment? You know, just, just comparing how bad you are. I did some power testing early this morning. Did some power testing. just to Not, in the, not with the biceps, I hope. No, not with the biceps, mate. With the, <laughs> with the, you may as well use the biceps. The bench. <laughs> and I was so rubbish. It was one of, those, one of those sessions where I was like, I don't know if I can upload this. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually genuinely embarrassed to upload this file and my coach will look at it and go, mate, you've had two and a half months. Yeah, but like, surely surely this period, coaches are going to give you a bit of bit of leeway, yeah? Given oh, that yeah. you're on the home trainers. They have to. Yeah. I mean, this was a three-minute test. It's pretty hard to be – like normally when you don't train, your three minutes goes up. Eve, I don't know what's happened. I'm just, I was going to chuck my garment in, in the river on the way home. Is there is there any skills that you've developed in the, in the COVID down – time that you didn't have before the lockdown podcasting uh, skills. i've learned how to podcast bully's have you noticed george that bully's video started pretty sharp like because he was naturally sort of being funny with the cooking and then i think he's bought into the whole social media influencer i've got to just have zingers left right and center what, what's your take on where he's going with his videos george 
There's been a lot of crimes in this uh, lockdown. A lot of like things that have been handed out. You know, people going out riding in the wrong time, three hundred euros. You sneeze, three hundred euros. One crime that I've seen has been largely unpunished has been purely social media. Until now, I feel well, like as long as a few people are encouraging them, it punishes and- itself. I'm punishing yeah. myself by doing those videos. <laughs> no, what? Can I tell you what, what, what first happened? The first thing that happened was was we were out. We we're in Andorra. Just watched an episode. It was, it was about ten o'clock. We just watched an episode of Casa de Papel. Had a glass of wine. Captain was in the kitchen looking at her phone. Life was good, you know, like nothing was wrong. And I heard her like, you know, she's on Instagram. I heard some videos. I always hear her saying stuff. And then she just dropped her phone and she goes, "George, you need to call Sam." Like something really bad had happened. I was like, "What do you mean?" He said, "Just you need to call him." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" So she just came. She called him over, and she said, "He's done a fucking cooking video." So, so I was like, Oof, "Okay, getting pretty grim down in Girona." So now, I was like, all right, now, now, hang on. Which cooking video was it? An early one or a later one? What was, was the first one? Ones? What was the first one I did? I can't remember. Uh, the first the very first thing you did was a pizza or something. Nah, nah, nah. It was, no, it was um, Mexican. Mexican. No, aubergine. Nah, nah, that was way down the line. There's no way oh, I, was sticking to, I wasn't doing vegetarian straight up. Man's got to eat. Oh, the chili con carne. You went with the chili, chili con, con carne. carne. Was it? That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, did yeah I, I didn't realize I've done one of them. No, yeah. Mate, it, honestly, it's like, it's like my heroine. Like, I can see how people get addicted to being like influencers and like, I'm an influencer now. Like, I consider myself an influencer. You are an um, influencer. What are you influencing? <laughs> influencer. What are you influencing? I'm influencing myself to cook something different every night because I've got to record it. And also, like, mate, I've got heaps more followers, like at least 50 more. How many How many of them have gone, oh, shit, he's in a bad spot. I've got, I've got 50 new follows and 60 guys stop following me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, just back to um, icebreakers before. I reckon one of the ones that you can get around is is what you're watching on Netflix. That's mm. obviously a, a safety one because then you can talk about like really good shows or whatever. Have you have you guys been diving into the Last Dance, the oh, yeah. Jordan documentary? Yeah, I'm yeah. up to date. Um, I, I reckon we could talk about this for at least ten minutes and get yeah. to the bottom of. And, and this leads me to, I want to bring in a segment, boys. I, I reckon we can do something with this, and that is legend <laughs> or bellend. I knew this was, as soon as you said I want to bring in a segment, I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to hit the floor. Listen, Michael Jordan, I, I, I grew up um, one of the biggest MJ fans. Like, I had a backboard in sale that I custom made and I put the Jumpman logo on it. It was red with a white Jumpman and a black outline and everyone in sale wanted it. Like, we were Jordan crazy in the 90s. So, he was my idol. But then, some cracks are starting to open up. You know, I'm doing a bit of duck diving and I'm finding out all these little articles online. Now, obviously, the doco has shown a few, like, a few more pricklier stuff that's gone along like, we all heard about the fight with Steve Kerr where he smacked him in the face and the price of winning and we all this sort of stuff. Don't we? Mate, I, I found one. He, let, let me just read one of these ones. Um, there's an article, if you go to Elite Daily, 23 incredible Michael Jordan stories that prove he's a champion of scumbags as well. And there's one, <laughs> and there's one story. So, so all right, we knew, we knew he was a gambler, right? And they talked about that in the, in the doco and, you know, it could have been linked to his dad and all this sort of stuff. Um, but, one of them was he used to bet with players whose luggage would come off the um, conveyor belt first. Oh, yeah. But he used, to, but he used to pay off um, airport staff when he got off the plane. <laughs> like, hey, here's 100 bucks. Make sure my bag goes through first. So he used to cheat at that. The worst I reckon I saw was a, a coach um, invited him around for um, a game of cards. And um, he ended up playing with this coach's mum. Here it is. Cheating against an old lady at a game of cards for no money. Uh, former UNC men's basketball coach Buzz Peterson once recalls inviting Michael Jordan over to his home where he played a friendly game of cards with his mum mum for no money, of course. Buzz also recalls witnessing Michael trying to cheat while she left for the bathroom. Uh, just like his game on the court, Jordan goes at all costs to win, money on the line or not. Now, is he a legend or a ballon? I'll leave so, you so she's, with so the floor. She's- She's gone for a slash, and he's yeah. and he's had a little peek at the cards. And, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, 
I feel yeah. like that's number one rule. This is uh, this is winning it all. Don't don't go for a piss halfway through a game of cards. That's that's like pretty low level from MJ. You know, no, it's, I rate it. But it's also like it. it's also the lower level of being a bellend because like when you go into the doco and like <clears throat> for the people who haven't seen the doco, well, you're going to have to listen to this anyway. And like he he. He just was this win at all cost mentality, and like you, you kind of got to respect that. And like you see in the latest episode, he breaks down and he starts to question himself. Like it's obviously affected him the way that he he treated people, but he just had his mentality, and he was like, "We have to win at all cost." And if you didn't share that mentality with him, he was just going to beat it out of you. He was going to treat you like shit, and he was going to be like, "If you're on my team and we're going to win a championship, you're going to get this. You're going to." Your mentality is going to change, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you until you, until that happens. And like, you've got to question. Like, there's some there's some sense to that. There's some tactic, and there's some you sort of got to respect that mentality a little bit. But man, poor old um, Barrel. Yeah, but do you have he's to? Just do you have, it. But do you have to cheat? Like, you don't have to win all the time. That's the thing. Like, on the court, yeah. The thing I'm I'm struggling with is is he's he's rolling mums in a. Game of cards, you know. He can't switch off this guy. Yeah. You look at and then look at let's look at like okay, let's take okay five of the best players across sports. You know, like of all time. You know, Armstrong, Jordan. Let's say um, David, Ali. David Warner. Um, <laughs> what? What do you okay. mean? He's not, <laughs> he's not the best. Okay, but he is one of the best batsmen. I'm not sure I hate the guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, okay, I see where you're going. I see where you going with this, George. More likable, Coley. Yeah. Brett Coley, you know, love the guy. Yeah, yeah. But you look at him. He goes down to provincial games and he's heckling, he's heckling like provincial players and 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 getting up people in the crowd when when they're winning, they're whitewashing us. And then he's still there. He still just has to get amongst it. It's just a, it's a mindset amongst. People and maybe that's why the fact that we can turn it off, maybe why we'll never be um, ultimate ultimate winners. You know, well, one all, other, all I can win is cards. But one other thing yeah, that is a similarity, remember. right? One other thing they reckon is a similarity is this inherent chip on your shoulder from a very young age. So you talk about David Warner. He grew up in a in a single he's single family. Uh, he's he's uh, dad shot through and it was just him and his mum and I think his brother um, and then same with Armstrong uh, mm. single parent family and then they had this whole sort of aggro from when they were really you know at a young age where it's like I'll show them you know and this mm. chip that never left so it was always us against them so for guys yeah. like Warner and Armstrong they use that for sport but I think there's always a line like I think you can still get success without having to overstep the line where you can't control your emotions. Yeah, I mean, Lance, like, like, an example, he was probably a great guy off the bike. You know, I don't know him personally, but, you know, from all accounts, off the bike. I mean, I think with, with that, maybe it stopped on, you know, absolute fighter on the bike, maybe off the bike. Different story to, to guys like MJ, but... Um, did well, you? Like, yeah. Did you? The other thing that they're they're calling out with this Jordan article is the careers that he killed. Like he killed the career of Muggsy Bogues. Do you remember Muggsy oh, Bogues, yeah. the little Charlotte player? Short, he was like short ass Charlotte Hornets boy. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. five foot three. Yeah. He won the dunk contest, and yeah. like he was at the top of his game in '95, and they're playing the the Bulls um, in a finals game, and. It says here, um, when he ended Muggsy Bogus' career by being a dick, according to <laughs> former Chicago Bulls assistant coach Johnny Bash, MJ destroyed Muggsy Bogus' confidence and ended his career in one game. On the biggest possession of the game, Muggsy had the ball with the Hornets down by one. Jordan backed off him and told him, shoot it, you effing midget. Muggsy shot it and it didn't even come close. <laughs> a year later, Muggsy actually told Johnny Bash that he believes that single play ruined his career. His shot was never the same. Like, but that's not MJ's fault, is it? Why? That's his fault for taking a shot and missing. <laughs> yeah. Can't blame. That's like me saying, you know, oh, I, I didn't win a stage in the Giro because someone out, you know, someone told me to attack when when I shouldn't have. It's my fault. For listen to them. No, but Jordan, yeah, but- op- Jordan opened it up to him. He gave him the like Muggsy Bogues was good, man. Like he was real good. We're not that good. 
even if he wasn't missing many. And normally, I bet you 99% of the time he would have missed that. But the reason he missed it was because Jordan gave him the free shot. He got out of the way. And the only way Jordan affected him wasn't by defending, wasn't by chucking his arm up, wasn't by getting in his face. It was by standing there and making that comment that shoot it, you midget pro. And Pass that's board. that's why he missed it. And Pass then but well, you've also the, you've got to think about what Muggsy Bogue's perspective, perspective of Jordan was then, 95. He was a hitter. Everyone mm-hmm. looked up to him and like everyone, everyone was like, MJ's the greatest player of all time. No one's going to be ever as good as him. Everyone knew, and I'm sure in the basketball scene, everybody knew what he was like, his personality. They, they heard the stories of what he was doing and training for his own teammates, the way he was treating them. So he was probably, like, everyone was, like, intimidated by MJ. And then for him to give you the court and say, right, mate, have a shot. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's just, like, frozen, <laughs> like, jeez. Well, then he, he destroyed another guy, Jim Jackson, who was playing for the Nets in 96. His name's out of control, eh? Muggsy? Yeah. Jim Jackson. Jim Jackson. Sorry, Mr. Jackson. Um, what, about, what about Spud Webb? Spud Webb. <laughs> um, anyway, this Jim Jackson was trash talking in 96, having an awesome game. And then right near the end, Jordan's like, dude, you're wearing my shoes. And that cooked him. Never recovered. <laughs> Jim Jackson. Here's Jim another one. <laughs> but but the other the other takeaways of this last dance, it's it is by far the best sport doco series I've ever seen. Oh, just because so of reliving all these old days. But Pippin in this doco, like early on, you feel sorry for the guy because it's like, oh man, they've rolled him for his contract. You know, they've flicked him, poor Pippin, all this stuff. And then that scene when he wouldn't take the court. Yeah. And they wouldn't write the play where he had the final shot and they gave it to Ku coach and he's like, nah, I'm not I'm not taking the court. And then at the last minute, Phil Jackson's like, What's going on with Pip? Oh, he doesn't want to take the court. Ah, oh, fuck him. Yeah. And then they play with him. Jeez, he lost some credits. Like Mate. pretty hard to recover. And I like think when, in the last two apps. When you watch that uh when you watch Pippin throughout the documentary, like I love the guy. Like he just like even now as a fifty year old or whatever he is, sitting in his house and talking he's just got this real nice vibe about him he seems just like a cool character you know and then you watch him when he was playing in the 90s there and it was flipped for his contract he was making 18 million over four or five years or whatever it was jordan's rolling like 20 million a year or more and like he was underpaid hundreds best hundreds best play, um, paid player in the nba and probably the second best player in the nba so you can kind of understand like the fact that he was like bitter about that and when he he took his knee he did his knee surgery or whatever it was then um during the season because he was like, ah, oh, that's the way that I don't, don't have to play now. Like, if, you, if you're going to pay me crap, I'm going to sit in the stands and stuff here, you know? And, like, there was – although that was a little bit bullshit as well, but you could kind of see where he was coming from it. But then when he was, like, the hitter, Jordan wasn't playing then. Like, Pippen was leading that team. He was the leader of, amongst the group. He was a superstar. And he'd taken that team to that point in the finals. And then he didn't get to take the shot, and he just bailed on the boys. He's just like, nah, you're on your own, boys. Oh, that was – that was bullshit. That was bullshit. I took a turn then. Yeah. Mm. But I think you've got to be careful to judge sportsmen by on the field. I mean, you look at, like, just from us, how many guys, how many people don't like you or me, probably more don't like me than they don't like you, although those cooking shows might have changed that. Um, yeah, I'd say it's evened it up. Yeah, it's evened up for sure. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's pretty hard to judge someone from – from on the sport actions, you know, it's like when you're yeah, okay. someone. say, say you, you know, you they're shooting at you. They don't know you. Well, okay. Say when you know you've stuffed up, right? So say Isaiah Thomas, not shaking the hands after mm. the ninety-one finals or whatever. That is a clear stuff up. Yeah. So when you're interviewed thirty years later, you've got an opportunity to say, ah, you know what, I mm. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It was a bad look. If I had my time again, I I would have done it differently. No. Mm. He, he had the he opportunity. Def- he defended he's it. Like, he he's tried to say that the Celtics did the same thing. Yeah. And yet there was footage of him literally grabbing um, one of the players' hands to shake it from the Celtics. So he shook their hand. But in the interviews, he's going, no, nah, no, nah, they nah, just nah, stood off. And- I dragged them out. I dragged them out to shake their hands, yeah. Forgetting he- that there's cameras at the stadium. Mate, like, and like MJ's like saying, he's like, it doesn't matter what video you show me. It doesn't – what excuse Isaiah Thomas has now – I'll I'll never forget that moment, and he's an asshole. And and then he had the moment to be able to say to MJ, "Yeah, mate, I was an asshole. That was actually yeah, let's, could let's have bury, ended it. Let's bury the hatchet. That was poor form from me, absolutely poor form. But he 
He defended it. <laughs> He's like, no. Nah, you got to find the hill to die on, though, don't you? you? Just find, just die on that hill. You know, you did it then, and you just got to stay put. You got to dig it. But, <laughs> but Pippin, Pippin did the same. He said, "Oh, if I had my time again, I probably would have done the same thing." Yeah, exactly. Like sat on the bench. Like he hasn't learned shit. Um, <laughs> this is the problem with these theory. US bloody sports stars. Yeah. I, you guys have successfully ruined the next six episodes for me because I'm only two episodes deep because. I tried to start watching it two weeks ago and we just had to finish off Afterlife, which is only like 20-minute episodes. And you know, Yeah, that's like, a great show. It's awesome, but we had to stop. I was watching it with Caitlin, you know, we've got like one of those and you have to watch it together, you know, that kind of thing. And we had to stop for 20 minutes after each episode so she could dry her eyes. So it took us a while to get through. And so I'm only now – and then she said, no, I want to watch I want to watch uh, MJ. I want to watch The Last Dance. That's going to be our next thing. And I told her that like, you hate sports documentaries. And she's no, no, I don't. I love sports. I always watch them. I said, like, no, you don't. Yeah, I love them. I love them. Okay, all right, we're watching this one. About 15 minutes in, oh, should we watch, uh, you know, it just trails off. It's just not a... Sex, sex in the city or something. Yeah, but new ones. I reckon we need to hear, so that this segment, we're, we're, let's have a vote between us three. Is he a legend mm. or is he a bellend? And then we'll get out the boardroom here. I'm the yep. CEO of this company because I'm in the middle of the screen. That's that's all you need so to qualify is, is as a CEO. The, so I is got the, the ball, is the ballroom all about? We want to get to the bottom of unanswered questions. The ballroom mm. is about we need to we we want to address issues of the week. We want to discuss those issues and we want to clear them out of the out of the boardroom because next week there's going to be another meeting and there's going to be more current affair issues that we're going to have to to get through and we're going to have to vote on our legend or ballroom or ballrooms. Yeah. Every week, and then we want to hear from the listeners. Comment below in our Facebook and uh, our YouTube channel. Send us questions, nice one, Jonesy. We want to hear from the listeners. Topics. Hit us up on social media and tell us whether you agree with our assessment of the legend of the Berlin. All right. So I'll I'll open up. I'm only an episode and a half deep, and so far he's a legend. So I'm going with legend, Jonesy. Yeah, I I can't. I can't. Go past. He's a legend. Yeah. We all. What, what's that? Come on, mate. Going to Hollywood. Come on, mate. The golden on. buzzer. He's a legend. All right. He's yeah. a le- absolute legend. So, right. so we've just told people probably what they already knew, mm. except that he cheated in cards. So I don't think a lot of people knew that. There'll be some. Um, there'll, be, hey, there'll be one of our one of our thousands of listeners that will find him. Find him about we're not, so let we're us not know. done. We've we've got one more. We've got one more. This is a big oh. one. Um, Ellen DeGeneres um, is obviously is yeah she's Bellin. Um She's come under fire because Kevin T. Porter, comedian, um, he put on Twitter um, wanted people to share their sort of Ellen stories, and it just went nuts. Like he said, he was going to donate two bucks to charity or whatever. And um, geez, some of these stories are Wait, horrific. Was good stories. Or like bad the, stories? the biggest one is. Bad stories, like share your dirt. What, what on was Alan. his motivation? Why and was he apparently? Well, it was one of those things that sounded like it was like common knowledge in Hollywood. Like everyone knew that she was difficult. Um, so I remember going to Bling's wedding in 2015, and and Alan's um, uh, local vet was at that wedding who treats all her animals or whatever. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome! You know, tell me about Alan. He said, "Oh yeah, look, she she's a tough one because um, apparently she's really protective with who she lets into her inner circle. She's obviously that big, you know. You're not just going to be mates with every Tom, Dick, and Harry. And there was like a she puts them through like a test period of twelve months before she can let you into the circle. Where if you don't ask for anything, like you don't ask for tickets or you don't ask for freebies or stuff from them, well then she can trust you." And then you'll start becoming part of her inner circle. So I don't know how many people have been able to hold off and, and crack the code. What do you but want from once, Alan, though? What do you want from it? Like, imagine how punishing it was to get tickets to a show. She's worth she's worth 350 mil. Yeah, but you're not going to ask for money. Like, oh, yo. We, 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 you want to be invited to her parties. You want to be yeah, invited yeah. You want socially. You know, you want yeah. to go around for bloody Ellen movie night or whatever she's offering up. Um yeah. But yeah. some of the stories, like the biggest ones, was like she was just she wouldn't have eye contact with a lot of people in 
um, that she worked with. Um, there was like a, a security guard who looked after her and her family for the Oscars and she wouldn't acknowledge him and just treated him like shit. And then they went out to a restaurant once and the waitress who worked at this restaurant and served him, the next day the, the manager said, oh, did you serve Alan last night and she was thinking oh this is so cool you know i'm probably going to be on her show or whatever and they said and she said yeah yeah, i did and they said all right you're fired and she's like what they said yeah she put in a complaint you had chip nail polish and uh she wasn't happy with that you know could have got in the food now where i come from that's considered a delicacy back in uh sale bit of chip nail nail polish in your uh p&m soup but uh yeah so They've just gone to absolute town, and her whole thing is be kind to people and yeah, and all got, that sort of stuff. And has this like happy go lucky show where mm-hmm. she's like, she's quite funny on that show. In fairness, I've watched it a couple of times. And Have like, you? I don't hate it, but like, and but she she just covers her ass so much. Like when she had that um, what was her name, Dakota? Um, what's her name? Fanning from Fanning from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> suitable name, I suppose. Um, he no, was... that's not that Dakota Fanning's that that young child actor. Oh no, well, that's uh, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, right. Yep. So she had her on there. <laughs> Good research. Um, and she hit her up about why Alan didn't come. Oh no, Alan hit her up first, didn't she? She said, "Oh, yeah. you didn't. You never invited me to your birthday party. Like, why didn't you yeah. invited everyone in Hollywood? You didn't invite me." And she's like, "No." Nah. Yeah, and she, yeah, she just she was just trying to cover her ass. She's like, oh yeah, and she, I, I think she even looked over at her producer, and the producer yelled, like, you were out of town that weekend. She's like, yeah, that's right, I was out of town. And then then she came and, up with some excuse that Malibu was too far away. Or the funniest was where it was all recorded live, and she got her and got her on the ropes. And then you see Alan's face when she finally realizes, hang on, I did get invited and tried to backstep. And one of the uh, one of the other points that they said on Twitter was she's got real sensitive smell. Alan, so you're not allowed to chew gum if you work on a, on a set, and if you've got bo, she'll literally send you home. Or if you smell a little bit off, it made me think she wouldn't last ten minutes in a cycling team. Could you imagine <laughs> the last week of the the tour of Spain with those vast <laughs> mechanics? Like, <laughs> imagine imagine locking her in the mechanics truck. She wouldn't be doing any live shows on the Anglaroo. With all those drunk bass boys, as well. I don't think she'd go very well on the bloody social distance either, especially after yeah. fucking elevated for an hour and a half with my neighbour talking about COVID. Well, wait, wait until she just gets a whiff of the show. <laughs> is it? Is there anyone? Is there anyone that you've met growing up that is super famous that turned out to be a bit of a dick? Yeah, heaps actually. Um, <laughs> oh, well, you, heaps. You, you live in Richmond, the top of no. the, the top no, of the no. South Island. <laughs> Yeah, and oh, next. But they weren't famous. None of them were famous. But like, I in my, in one of my cycling teams. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna incriminate myself here, right? But there was a guy that um that we had two guys. Last one of them was super famous, and another guy had um. So so Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown, and Mr. Pink. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, <laughs> Mr. Pink, we call him, was famous, and Mr. Brown, we're doing a race, right? And um, Mr. Brown had given away his booties to another guy because he'd, he'd gone, thought he had heaps of pairs of booties. It was freezing cold. He goes, Here's some booties, gave them away, pulls out a second pair, and they've got a massive hole in them, puts them on. All right, shit, got to ride with no booties. Anyway, does the race, gets in the car. Gets in the bus, comes in, gets a phone call from management because Mr. Pinker complained that he had to ride with someone on the same team with holes in his booties. Because oh, he what didn't. a dick. What a wanker. What a wanker. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much answered the age-old question. Uh, definitely a bellend. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Bills? I don't think I have. Met anyone famous to turn over your dick? No. What about one of your influencer mates? Good chat, mate. <laughs> like um, Tim Kardashian or something. I'm in Tim, Tim Kardashian. Who's yeah. that? I don't know. <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim Kardashian. Kardashian. <laughs> I um, you know I, met Norman, I met Greg Norman once at a well, golf tournament at the end. 
end of the nineties. Yeah, he was one of my idols, and um, it had been piss and rain, and I pushed through the crowd and you know went up to him and gave him a hat, um, which was a bit wet, and he grabbed the hat, looked at me, dropped the hat, and just walked off. <laughs> I thought that, uh, that was weird. So I grabbed the hat and I thought maybe maybe. I don't know, maybe the hat slipped out of his hand or maybe he didn't intend to drop it, you know. Nah, so I'll, I'll have another go. Five minutes later, pushed through the crowd again, got right under his grill and pretty much held the hat here and said, oh, can you sign this? And I called him just shark. I said, can you sign this shark? And he just looked at me and goes, I don't sign hats in the wet bird and dropped <laughs> the hat and walked off again. What? So, um, yeah, I was pretty disappointed with the shark. Yeah. Poor oh, form. I, I made a... Some one of my heroes actually, who turned out to be this segment is legend or Balin, who turned out to be an absolute legend, and that yeah. there was John Alomu. Like, oh, yeah, I, really? yeah when I was yeah when I was a young fella, obviously like guys of my age, Lomu was just a legend, you know. So he and I went to he was playing for the Blues then for Auckland Blues, and they did a training session in Thames, which is in the uh, bottom <laughs> of the Coromandel Peninsula there, both bottom of Firth of Thames. And they did like a local training session there and I was um, in the area and I would have been like 10 years old or something. So we went along to the training and it was pissing rain and the, the training session finished and there was probably about 20 kids there or whatever, you know, come to watch the Blues train. As soon as the training session ended, the weather was so bad that all the Blues just bailed into the locker rooms. Lomu stood in the rain for, it would have been for 30 or 40 minutes, talking to all these kids, signing autographs, having photos, kicking the footy around with them. Like he was just an absolute legend, man. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and that warmed that warmed my heart. Maybe we should find more stories for the next step about legends rather yeah. than focusing on the balance. Well, pretty pretty balling. It was pretty balling heavy that one. Yeah, yeah, it was balling heavy. <laughs> well, not really. Jordan was a legend, and and Alan sounds like a bit of a balling. Yeah, and then yeah. Mister Brown or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah Mister Brown. We'll go Mister Balling. Mister Pink was balling. Mister Brown was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, we've sorted that out. But yeah, as you said earlier, like if people want um, a full scathing review of any personality, famous or non-famous, just um, throw it out there on on your yeah. social distance. Podcast. I think it's pretty easy to find bad things on Twitter. You know, people Jump. are be offended on Twitter. So we want to get we want to get the fans engaged. The fans. I mean, when I say fans, I mean the people that listen to this. Just jump on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the YouTube channel. Send us some comments. Ask us to. We'll discuss someone that you you guys nominate, or even let us know what what your results are with uh, today's assessment. And uh, and then next week we'll fire up another Legend or Balin segment with Jonesy. Mm. Well, and, you can throw one out there as well. Doesn't have to yeah. be mine. Oh, yeah, Particularly yeah. if it's a prickly one. Like if you, if you pull out and label someone a bell end that no one ever thought was a bell end, then that could cause some uh, controversy. Yeah, so well, I, don't you, be, I don't want to be linked to it. Well, that's what I was thinking. We'll handball it to you. Yeah, well, you, yeah, yeah, you, you to bring it up. You it's bring it segment. up. It's your segment, yeah, mate. Right. I'll, take I'll it. just put on the fence. I like to sit on the fence. Just safely, just stay in my lane, stay okay. out of controversy, and then just let you deal with it, really. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, what, what else have you brought to the table, George? Um, um, the story of Mr. Brown and um, your yeah. big story, but is there anything else you want to sort of finish, finish uh, strongly with? Current, current affairs. I want to talk about the yips. You guys heard about the yips? Yep. You heard about yips, no. Nah. Nah. I've heard it in golf. Golf, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've realized I've got the yips. For in what? Golf. No, not in golf. In, psych- in anything. I've got the yips. Just can't do it. Is like, you can't. Yeah, I, I know what. The, yeah, I, the yips comes from an extended period of not following an old routine, and that's when you start. No, question- out of the blue, it just goes. It just goes wrong, doesn't it? Just I, I, the first time I heard the yips was actually quite funny. I remember I've never heard of it before until the Boxing Day test last year. Like we play a game of cricket every uh, Boxing Day, which is after Christmas. If you don't know Boxing Day, where you're from, and it's a big day. <laughs> oh, like the don't the Dutch have Boxing Day. Yeah, true. Or something. Um, and um, yeah, so the yips, a guy came into bowl first. The yips telling this story. (laughs) 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 Comes into bowl and he first ball of the spell and just launches, launches it wide, goes for four. 
<laughs> like massive no ball. And the, the batsman, the non-striker then goes, oh, he's got the yips. And the batsman, the batsman said, no, they don't the yips, mate. He's always been shit ass." <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the yips. And I was wondering what the yips were. And, and it just turns out the yips is just you're doing something. You, and in my case, currently, it's going downhill on a bike. I've always, you go downhill, you go downhill. Uh, and even now, I think you just get the yips. And today I was like, holy shit, I got the yips. You, you, it's had, the, you, had, you had the yips when this podcast started when you came and looking like the Pixar lamp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. MJ got the yips. MJ yeah, the you yips. just no. Nah. You oh in golf all the time. Um mm. but I, I remember when you'd have like for me back when we're doing the, the video stuff, if I had two months off, I'd have so much like almost anxiety when it was the first race of the season back because like the yips, you sort of feel like I've forgotten how to ride mm. the bike or I've forgotten to do what you're normally used to doing. Um, and that just, yeah, you make simple mistakes that you didn't normally make because you're not used to doing it. Mm. So it's, it, I think it's, I think you'll be fine. I think the, be, you can ride out the yips, give it a, give it a week and then you'll find your form again. Isn't it like the hiccups or something? You've just got to suddenly like ski yourself and it comes back or like, yeah. Drop it, on a, drop it on a corner from But then there's, there's <laughs> some people like Novi who have just got permanent yips. Like, you know, they're like Cosmo Kramer types that are always tripping and falling over and shit just goes wrong all the time. They've oh, just learned to live with the yips. You, you've got a bit like you, Jonesy, when you used to go get up those benders. You always, there'd always be a story, story come out of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the drinking yips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, were, they were entertaining, though. Yeah, now they've all dried up. I got rid of those yips. Had to. So, well, so we got we're sticking with the board, the boardroom. Is, is that what we're calling the show? The boardroom. I think yep. so. The board meeting. The three musketeers. The three blind mice. What are we? Oh, what are we three blind. No, well, you do. Yeah, you you just rehash and like. You're not even trying. Just call what? it the boardroom. All right. So we weekly, so weekly wrap. Should we be sitting up for the next week? Next week's boardroom. Chucking on a. I don't know how to do a tie, but I'll put a shirt on. I think hey, George man. needs to cover some of that skin. Muscles. It looks I'm like just, an extra. You look like a human feeling, x-ray. I'm feeling <laughs> spring. I'm feeling... Now, I was feeling spring-like. Now, I'm just feeling very self-conscious. So, I might just... I feel like I'm just a... Gonna no, you're looking up. lean. You'll turn, up lean. Next, you'll turn up next week in a puffer jacket. If yeah, I'm going to come in looking like... Stuff with oranges or something. Yeah. Banana down do, the front um, of shorts. Yeah, for I've sure. Been, I've been on the weights, Jonesy. I've been on deadlifts. Still on deadlifts. Oh, yeah. Only 10, but not very heavy. Just the bar, no weights. Um, before we go, one other question is um, a lot of people in COVID in the lockdown have, have been doing reckless online spending. Mm. What's the most um, unnecessary product you've bought over the last nine and a half weeks? I've got um, like seven, about seven or eight baby Outfit sitting on my desk over there because yeah, friend of ours had a baby not long ago, and I was like, oh, I need to get some um, like a present for her. So I was like, I'll buy her like like a little baby, a baby suit or whatever. Um, So I ordered on Amazon, but after I made the order, I realized I read the fine print and it said it wasn't going to be delivered till the end of June. And I was like, well, that's too late. Like, it wasn't even fitted by then. So then I ordered a couple more. One of them ended up being a six pack, and that was not going to be delivered till the middle of June. So I was like, oh, is, is, gotta... that because, is that because they're coming from China? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. China. So mm. then I was like, oh, I've got to go Amazon Prime. Everyone told me about Amazon Prime. So maybe I've got to order it from the Prime web part of the website or whatever. So I order some more. And then it turns out the delivery dates were moved well and truly forward. And they all arrived over the last three days. I've just been kidding. Every morning, the doorbell goes and it's Amazon delivery. And now I've got about eight baby outfits for one baby. You realize that that friend of ours that's had the baby will have a shitload of baby outfits from the first baby. And the last thing they need is... Ah, you've got no one like hand me down. Yeah. Uh, you should have asked me for advice, like what what to give people that they actually want. Um, what, books. Oh, books. Books. Yeah. For, for kids. They're good. For kids. Because then when they get to, you know, one and a half, two, you've always got it. Whereas they grow out of the clothes and, you know, then True. they get handed on. And as George said, you get so many clothes, like you, you pretty much stick to 
a rotation of five things, you know, in that period, just because you couldn't be asked. They do have a small dog that will fit these outfits. Oh, then that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. What about you, George? You you been loading up on just crap? Yeah, I, well, they, what I bought was good, but completely useless to me, I've realized. I bought... Um, I love Pandora and I just got so claustrophobic about how much like small, I got a small apartment and I was like, oh, these fucking bikes everywhere. So I bought these like real beautiful bike hangers that are about a hundred euro each and uh, they double up as shelves and you drill them into your wall. They're, they're really well handcrafted, beautiful things. And I <laughs> went to put them up and realized that my ball, my wall's just made of plywood and I can't drill them in until I put them up. So if you know, no, you can put them in. You just need the hooks. You just need the anchors. You got to put the anchors. anchors in. Weighs like two kilo, and the walls this thick. I already drew. Yeah, you put put the anchors you, in. You got to put the anchors. Why do you in, when you drill in a um yeah a wood bit of wood and then you drill it into the wood? This sounds like a job for the handyman, Louis. Well, what, why don't you just rip the plywood off and drill it into the beams? Because it's where I want to hang them. There's no beams. It's just M P. What's it called M B F. Sounds like you got CBF. <laughs> <laughs> I got bigger problems than hanging my bike at the moment, man. I got the yips. Oh, you're right. Right. yips. Yep. All right, good board um, meeting, guys. Um, yep. We'll be back next week with another one, and we probably should get on to getting a guest on as well. I reckon if we we want to run mm-hmm. these, we want to run these board meetings every week. We'll try to put them out. Um, well, what are we going to do? So we're going to try to put them out on the same day every week. These board meetings. Yeah, I just think whenever you can get George to roll up on time. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, and then uh, if you if you want to challenge the guys, because this is the other thing, I reckon in terms of guests, this is the only time in history that you're going to go after big name guests and they can't blow you off with a bullshit excuse. Mm. They can't go, oh, sorry, mate, that doesn't work. I'm traveling. Like, you know, I'm not, not going to be home. MJ and find out if you ask him if he thinks he's a belly and a religion. No, Ooh. no one's no one's going to re- reply and say, "Look, I'm on a plane at the moment. I'll um I'll get back in touch when I'm when I'm on the ground." That's been my go-to. Well, why don't Why don't we try? Why don't we try and get some connected with the Bulls? Like I did an interview with um Chris Anstey the other week. Who, well, he didn't play at the Bulls during that time, but he played against the Bulls in '97, '98, and cut Rodman with a elbow, and they ended up. He was playing for the Mavs, and they came back from 13 points down and beat him. Um. Maybe we we can try and dig up some some details through him. Yeah, get him on and get his final take on the the last dance. Yeah, bloody hell! to do then. Yep. So yeah, we'll get these out for the listeners. We'll get these out once a week, and we'll get the guests the guest segment out uh, every couple of weeks, two or three weeks. We'll have a guest on. And, and what about uh, we'll Jedi? Get... Why don't we get Jedi on? It's got no fil- it's got no filter, man. <laughs> I don't know if that we have to put a word to put a PG or an R right uh, like an under eighteen block. You yeah. just tell him, just say don't drop FCs or S's. What's an yeah. X? Shit. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. They're going with yeah. sluzzes or something worse. Yeah. All right, we're waffling now. Wrap it up, Bills. Right. Good chat, boys. Thanks for coming to the board meeting, George. Make sure you're on time next week, eh? Right, 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 boys. All right. All right. Bye, bye, bye. Yep. See you later.